Hey everyone, thanks for checking out KettleCast, a spot where you can come for discussion with technology consultants who have seen it all. Matt Leathers, our lead consultant here at Kettle, has over 15 years of experience working for some of the leading firms in the world. Today we are here to provide practical ideas based off our wealth of experience across all types of industries while hopefully providing some entertainment and advice. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to pop in and tell you we are pivoting from our last series from the Cannabis Diaries to a broader topic. This series, titled Drive or Be Driven, How to Manage Your Career Like a Consultant and the accompanying blog post can be found on the episode page. Some of this content will be tailored towards those who are specifically looking to strengthen their consulting career, but as we all know, consultants are called in to fix problems, so why not incorporate these practices into your day-to-day no matter what your title is and impress your boss or better your organization. If anything we say sparks your interest, feel free to go to the show page and leave comments and questions. We would love to hear from you. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're still in the middle of our series, Drive or Be Driven, How to Manage Your Career Like a Consultant. For the next few episodes, we're going to expand on the concepts discussed in Episode 8, Common Mistakes of Consultants, and give you some tools and tactics to avoid these mistakes. To kick off, we're going to dig into priority setting and discuss ways to set the right priorities and how to efficiently manage them. As always, you don't have to be a consultant to benefit from this conversation. Some of the vocab may sound consultant-specific, but as we like to say, consultants are usually called in to fix problems, so why not learn from our experiences and transfer this advice to to whatever career you are currently in? Okay, Matt, let's do this. Thanks, Amanda. So, you know, to recap the three common mistakes that we talked about, as as Amanda mentioned in Episode 8, first is prioritizing the wrong things, second is leaving problems unclear, and third is over-promising and under-delivering. And I think the key point and what we're trying to go for here with these podcasts and these specific episodes is that things seem pretty obvious. Like those, those are fairly obvious things at a very high level, and you can nod your head and say, yeah, okay, whatever. But the trick and the reality is that improv is actually quite difficult. And if you have a script then that makes it clear and easier. And as you put these things into practice, we're giving you a script. And over time, as you start to learn how to adapt these tactics and these strategies, then you can start to freelance and then you can improv and and tailor them accordingly. So the chances are that you've heard um, Oprah or a TED Talk or some sort of self-help book or, or guidance or possibly even other podcasts talk about these subjects about how to manage your career. Um, we've seen analysts struggle with this coming out of entry-level positions or into entry-level positions. We've seen C-level executives struggle with this. Um, here's an example. We had a client at a life sciences company, and one day they came barreling into the office, and they said, look, we, uh, we have to do something about the bathrooms, and this is the chief information officer of a healthcare unicorn, uh, something on the order of $8 billion in funding. And the technology team sat back and said, what do you mean, what's going on? 
and the CIO said, it's too loud in the bathrooms. You can hear what other people are doing. And we need to put Sonos speakers into the bathrooms. The rest of the team sat back and said, so where does this rank in terms of <laughs> priority? Because we are opening new offices, we are expanding the manufacturing floor, we're getting ready for FDA audits, and we're in the middle of clinical trials. You know, where does this stand in the hierarchy? And it was established that this was a top 10 initiative. Um, and so it, it was forever named Operation Secret Shitter from then on because Sonos speakers in the bathroom were a top 10 priority. I'd submit to you that that CIO was not prioritizing the right things and, and uh, focused on maybe perhaps the wrong things. Um, so let's start talking about how to do this correctly. You know, focus on the negative, but let's focus on the positive. So start with prioritizing and defining what you need to accomplish with the critical piece of the time frame. How long do you have to accomplish it? In consulting, we have contracts and we have contractually required deliverables. And so we typically have to deliver something in anywhere from two weeks to four weeks, sometimes a few months. But if we go any more than four weeks without turning in at least a milestone or a draft deliverable or a report of some kind, then there's a decent chance that the client is going to get that first invoice and knock on your door or call you and say, what am I paying for and why is it worth this much money? So limiting the scope and limiting the time frame, whether you're a consultant or whether you're anywhere else, is a good idea because it gives you an opportunity to get feedback um, in a shorter time frame, in a shorter turn. And two to four weeks is a, is a pretty reasonable amount of time, uh, regardless of whether you're in the industry or not. Um, so many times you don't have, or, or if you're not a consultant, you don't have a contract or you don't have a list of deliverables. Um, but you do have goals. You, have, you do have targets. How do you become a vice president at a bank? Um, how do you move up the ranks? How do you get promoted? How do you become... Uh, and, and move from a junior software engineer to a senior software engineer, and one day become a chief security officer or a chief information officer? How do you move from managing the social media accounts to managing the entire marketing department? Those are the kinds of objectives and goals you should be thinking about big picture, but breaking those goals and objectives into smaller pieces and smaller chunks is especially useful because sometimes those goals are, are nebulous and vague. In a lot of places, there is not a clear path for promotion and there's not a clear path for how to become a president or a vice president or how to become a team lead or get promoted to get a bonus to get um, an improved salary. Most of the time, it's you're fine, you did great, and you get the same raise that everybody else gets. There are some exceptions, but largely that is true. So personally, that makes me crazy. Um, when I worked at American Express, I was given an annual rating, and everybody got the same rating. And it was just strange. I'm used to places where I have a clear list of objectives, 
and I am rewarded for meeting them on time and on schedule. And that's one of the things that I personally like about consulting. It's very clear. This is what we were supposed to do. This is what you did. This is what you did not do. And I, I spoke with a former colleague at American Express a, a couple of weeks ago, and they said they were passed over for the vice president role um, or a vice president role in the firm. And the rationale is that um, she was not technical enough. How do you even begin to quantify that? And, and how can you address that concern? So first things first, breaking down to the next two to four weeks in terms of responsibilities and deliverables, what do I need to exceed your expectations over the next month? That's a critical question. It's not just meeting expectations, but what do I need to do to exceed expectations and use that specific language? Take notes, play back the list. Those are going to be the things that you are focused on for the next two to four weeks. And set the priority. Which ones are the most meaningful? Which ones are the most uh, important to your lead or your supervisor? It's another, it's, it's a key thing too to keep in mind that don't take on work that's beyond you or beyond your responsibilities. Um, especially in the consulting space, it tends to be aggressive and competitive. But if you're going to say you want to run a marathon, you need to start, you know, with a 5K. And so what are incremental steps that you can meet in the next two to four weeks to start achieving those goals? So delivering something relatively soon is, is what we call in consulting speak a quick win. And as you're working on the longer term goal, whether it's a promotion or whether it is a report or a deliverable or something like that, focus on blending your portfolio, your two to, week, two to four weeks set of priorities and portfolio on longer term things as well as quick wins, things that immediately can be recognized and accomplished in a two to four week lifespan or time frame. Um, and defining value in terms of high or low, just use really simple back of the napkin math. Anything that's going to save you a day or possibly a week of time or your colleagues uh, a week of time is, is worth significant money. Anything under that um, is not as important. But again, balancing your portfolio, mix it with high and low priorities, a mix of things that are going to take time to accomplish um, and build up to a bigger thing as well as smaller things that you can immediately realize and, and celebrate uh, in terms of, of quick wins and relatively low priorities. Um, the second key thing, once you've got a clear priority, establish clear measures, clear metrics. How do you actually measure success? How do you actually know you accomplished the thing that you set out to do? So if you're measuring um, progress towards marathon, you're going to measure 5K times. And the realistic nature and, and realistic perspective is that you're not going to get a reward for a month of performance uh, at a company or in, in most organizations. That's okay. You're trying to build towards your career. You are building towards a new way of working. And it's more than likely your, your manager or your leader is not familiar with or comfortable with these kinds of direct conversations on a biweekly or a monthly basis. So there's going to be a few few bumps in the road here. Um, some companies and some careers have a harder time defining metrics than others. So 
for example, security and technology experts. Um, if the system is never breached or the company never has a data loss, well, were you successful or not? How do you prove that the company or the state of Rhode Island or state of Massachusetts or a system is secure? And can you prove a negative? And the, the quick answer is yes, you can. The absence of evidence can be used to defend your results and defend what you have accomplished. But it also helps to quantify in terms of dollars and money and time. So for every item on your list, and if you've got a list of five priorities for the next month, how much are you going to save or how much are you going to make in terms of this opportunity and, and your role? And you don't have to be in a for-profit business to do that. Because if you're in a non-for-profit, saving money is just as important as generating revenue or generating donations. So each of your priorities should be measurable. Each of, it should, each of them should be clearly defined and prioritized. And the last piece is, is estimating properly. So in terms of this two to four week time frame, be realistic. Don't overcommit. You essentially have about 80 to 160 hours of capacity over a four week period. And if you're realistic, not every hour of that time is going to be productive. So in consulting, if I look and see that somebody is booked 100% of the time over a month, that raises a question for me. That raises a flag because I know that's really probably not actually achievable or feasible. It's probably closer to that out of a month, I'm probably looking at 120 hours of time that's actually useful time. I should go ahead and assume that 25% of your time is not actually viable and therefore is, you know, doing things like getting coffee or working on meeting notes or attending meetings or something like that. So save something in the tank and don't fully commit all that time and energy. Otherwise, you're going to miss expectations. And when the unexpected does arrive, talk to your leader manager. Because if you've maintained and, and put something in the tank, then you can actually use that 25% that of your time that you held back as contingency, and you can use that to address the changes and adjust to what's, what's happened. Because life changes, business changes, things change in a very quick basis and dramatic way. So, you know, hold something back in the tank because change is inevitable. So with those things in mind, being able to set the right priorities, being able to measure your success and the value that you helped create, and then finally making sure that you're not overcommitting yourself those are some tactics and some strategies for how to actually prioritize things clearly, prioritize the right way, um, so you're not necessarily freelancing it. Uh, you can actually have something at the end of it and be proud of what you've accomplished at the end of two weeks or at the end of four weeks. All right, great. Thanks, Matt. Um, I don't know about our listeners, but I personally have gone on quite a few job interviews over the past several years where the question of how you manage your priorities comes up almost 100% of the time. 
Um, I feel like if I had listened to this episode prior to that, it would have um, saved me from a lot of rambling. So if anyone is planning on going on an interview or knows someone, maybe share this episode with them and help them avoid the scrambling um, to answer. So that's it for today. You guys can go to this episode's show notes to get to our show page where you can leave questions or comments. We're also on Twitter and LinkedIn. And you can find that on the show notes page as well. Thanks.